0: Ugly chapter 10 learning to float. I'd been banned from swimming while I was having all my operations. My doctor said the risk of getting an infection was too high. On vacation at Calaudra every year I was confined to the shallows, sitting on the sand while the water splashed over my lap. I couldn't dive, couldn't let a wave crash over my head, couldn't be taught to swim, beached at the beach. By the time I finished grade one, my doctors had relented and told mom and dad I could learn as long as I didn't do any diving into the pool since they might force water up my nose. In time, swimming would become a physical freedom greater than I could ever imagine. It was one of the new forms of exercise, not entirely ruined by my disability. Swimming brought me closer to the physical level of other children. It gave me, if not the chance to excel, at least the opportunity to compete. Most of all, swimming made me fee- made me free. First though, I had to learn how. Mom and Dad took me to the Holland Swim School at Cannon Hill. The instructor did a quick assessment and said I should be able to learn to swim just fine. The next day I came back and had my first half-hour lesson. For a while I had two lessons a week before school and Hollands put me through pretty much all the training they'd do with any kid my age. While I was learning to use my arms just fine, my legs were more or less useless and couldn't kick. My left leg was so short, it didn't even have a working knee. My right leg was short, too, and didn't have a foot to help propel me. My arms had to do all the work to pull me along. The swim school thought I might do better if I could somehow attach a pair of flippers to my legs. Problem was, no feet to attach them to. Mom bought a set of flippers anyway and modified them so they'd fit and stay on my legs, She sewed Velcro to the flippers so they could be fastened higher up my legs and strapped with an elastic band around my waist. They were a big help and let me use my lower limbs to provide some extra momentum, but they would only stay on for a minute or so before starting to slide off. Mom tried numerous methods with little success. Then someone had the bright idea of creating a whole lower body flipper that I could pull over my legs and wear like shorts. I'm lucky they didn't turn me into a mermaid or a merboy. The intensive classes were great because they provided one-on-one expertise. My dad sure would have done a fine job teaching me how to swim, just as he had with the other kids, but I was in a hurry to learn, and the extra attention was a big help. Dad and I did end up spending hours swimming at the Manly Baths, the Wynum Waiting Pool, and Calodra, but most of all it was building on the basics I had already learned. My professional trainer, Kerry, would get cranky at me when I wasn't trying hard enough, and gave me plenty of praise when I did something well. By the time I had been swimming for a month or so, I was ready for my first challenge. One day at the start of February, Carrie said, "'Guess what, Robert?' "'What?' "'I've got a Ronald McDonald watch at home,' she said. "'When you can swim half the length of the pool, "'I'll give it to you.' "'Wow,' I said, and I knew immediately "'that I must have that watch. "'I imagined it to be the best possible watch in the world, And when Carrie brought it to show me at my next lesson, it was just as good as I thought it'd be. It had a big round face and shiny black band. And right there in the middle was Ronald himself, red and yellow and smiling and watchy. By the end of February, it was time to swim. I'd been swimming for about eight weeks and was making fair progress. I was on my way to being drown-proofed. Well, drown-proofed if I happened to fall into a pool conveniently, only wearing my swimming gear and without my heavy artificial legs on. I still had that moment of terror when I let go of the side of the pool or was released by someone holding me up in the water, gripped by a split second of fear, realizing the only thing supporting me was the water. I'd start paddling madly to get somewhere, anywhere, that didn't give me this strange feeling of falling but not falling. The paddling would start me moving and I'd still be floating so I'd calm down enough to realize that if I just kept going, everything would be fine. Carrie took me out into the middle of the pool and pointed me toward the side. I stayed floating, supported by her hands. "'Ready?' Carrie asked. "'Ready,' I said. Then I was falling through the water. I started to sink, legs first, then down to my waist before I remembered to swim. I started windmilling my arms forward, pulling myself through the water. I was swimming, all on my own. Halfway to the side, I remembered to pull my head out of the water, release the breath I'd been holding, and gulp down some more air." As I drew close to the edge, I was getting tired. As much as I wanted the shiny goodness of the Ronald McDonald watch, I felt like I didn't have the energy to make it, and about three feet from the edge of the pool, I stopped. Why did you stop there? Carrie asked. I'm pooped, I said. Can I have a little rest? Carrie gave me one of those looks that said, If you've got enough energy to stop and say you're pooped while treading water, you've got enough energy to finish. I kept going. When I reached the side of the pool, Carrie asked if I wanted to try again. I'll stand in the middle of the pool, and if you can reach me, you can have the watch, okay? Okay. I sucked a few breaths of air in, then put my right leg straight up against the wall and pushed off to get a bit of extra speed. Then I started to swim, and in no time, flat, I'd reach Carrie in the middle of the pool. Well done, Robert, Carrie said. Mom cheered from the side. There's one problem, Carrie said. I didn't think you'd make it all the way today, so I didn't bring the watch down to the pool with me. My bottom lip dropped for a second until she said she'd send someone up to the house to get it. By the time I was out of the pool and I dried myself, the watch was there, bright and new, and as Ronald mcdonald as could be. Mom made me get dressed before I could put it on. I waved it around and held it in front of her face. This is a real good watch, isn't it? Mom nodded. She let me wear it in the car to school. When I got there, I rushed ahead to show my teacher. Sister, sister, look what I got. She half smiled and nodded. You are a spoiled boy, aren't you? Robert, tell sister why you got the watch, mom said. I told sister Marie Patrice about the swimming lesson and how I'd made it halfway across the pool without anyone helping at all and that I'd be given the watch as a reward. Well, Robert, I think you deserve it then. Mom said goodbye and made me give her back the watch so I didn't lose it at school. That was kind of sad, but at least I could put it on as soon as I got home and show Dad and my brothers and sisters and tell the whole story again and again. I'd learned how to swim well enough to make it about fifteen feet on my own. Now all I had to do was stop getting quarter past the hour and quarter to the hour confused and learn how to tell time properly. The Guardian Angels kids had been going to Iona regularly to swim in the pool there. Not me, disabled by land, disabled by sea. After my success at Holland's, I asked Mom if I could start swimming with the rest of my classmates. Please, Mom, I said. Mom talked to the teachers one morning when she dropped me off. She told them about my lessons and said Dad would come down whenever he could. The teachers told Mom they were happy for me to join the others, and she came to find me in the playground to give me the good news. When she told me, I hollered and ran to tell David. It was a small victory in the battle to be less different from everyone else.